the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here in Tampa, Florida. Spoke last night at St. Petersburg College. I want to thank all of you who came out. It was, a, it was a, I think, a full hall. And the reception of the students and you, my listeners, were very uh, was, was very moving to me. Thank you all. Now, my friends, it is said the common assessment of yesterday's hearing with former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, that the common assessment is is a waste of time. It is all politically animated, and she came out smelling like a rose. Well, she may have come out smelling like a rose, but only to those who refuse to use their olfactory sense morally. Because there was an exchange yesterday that was so upsetting to those who care about this country and who care, to be honest, even more so just about the concept of truth and to listen to the way in which she handled it. Let me make uh, something very clear to you. The whole day was worth it essentially for this. The United States, including the State Department, and the highest echelons of the U.S. government said that the reason for the deaths in Benghazi was that there had been a video shown on the Internet which was anti-Muslim, and it caused spontaneous riots to take place. The reason that that lie, and we know now that it was a lie, was perpetrated by the Obama administration at the highest levels, was that it was 53 days, I believe that's the number, prior to an election, and he had been, the president had been reassuring us that al-Qaeda was essentially a spent force. So now to have four Americans murdered uh, by Al-Qaeda types and Al-Qaeda affiliates would have been an embarrassment in light of the proclamations made about its weakened state. So they they concocted this lie, which we now know is a lie, and this was, uh, I don't know, maybe others knew this. I, I think it came out yesterday to the public, obviously. Some congressmen knew it. 
that she was writing, that is, Hillary Clinton had actually been writing to her family and to the president of Egypt that, and I believe the prime minister of Tunisia, but uh, I'm not sure about the third one, but there was another Arab leader, that it was a, a terror attack. At the very same time that she was having Susan Rice go around telling everybody that it was the video and it was a spontaneous demonstration. This was lying on behalf of the president. It was political expediency. And that's the irony here, because the Republicans are accused of politically inspired hearings. When the United States covered up what happened purely for politics. And there's no way around that. There is no way around that. She was asked about this. And in one of the most remarkable displays of calm and deception in light of being caught with the figurative hand in a cookie jar, I have ever seen. It was actually, I, I listened to it twice because I wanted, I watched it, I listened, and I, I wanted to see, did I miss something? Did she actually answer? Did she even swallow hard? If I had said to you, you know, you told everybody that you were in Dallas on such and such a date. You told everyone. But we have emails of you saying to your family and a call that you made saying to someone else that you were in Buffalo. So you would say, well, I admit that uh, that does look bad. I don't you know, I really don't know what to say. And, it, you know, I don't know. What do you say? What do you say? So what did she say? So here, then, is what she said. It was in a uh, a series of questions posed by Congressman uh, Jim Jordan, a Republican congressman from Ohio. So let's let's begin. It it lasts, I believe, 11 minutes, and uh, it's... I will interrupt only to explain, in case it's not clear, what is being said. But I think it's pretty clear. Go ahead. Gentlelady from California yields back. The chair would now recognize the gentleman from Ohio, Mr. Jordan. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, you just gave a long answer, Madam Secretary, to Ms. Sanchez about what you heard that night, what you're doing, but nowhere in there did you mention a video. You didn't mention a video because there was never a video-inspired protest in Benghazi. There was in Cairo, but not in Benghazi. Victoria Newland, your spokesperson at the State Department, hours after the attack said this, Benghazi has been attacked by militants. In Cairo, police have removed demonstrators. Benghazi, you got weapons and explosions. Cairo, you got spray paint and rocks. One hour before the attack in Benghazi, Chris Stevens walks a diplomat to the front gate. The ambassador didn't report a demonstration. He didn't report it because it never happened. An eyewitness in the command center that night on the ground said no protests, no demonstration. Two intelligence reports that day. No protest, no demonstration. 
The attack starts at 3.42 Eastern time, ends at approximately 11.40 p.m. that night. At 4.06, an ops alert goes out across the State Department. It says this, mission under attack, armed men, shots fired, explosions heard. No mention of a video, no mention of a protest, no mention of a demonstration. But the best evidence is Greg Hicks, the number two guy in Libya, the guy who worked side by side with Ambassador Stevens. He was asked if there had been a protest, would the ambassador have reported it? Mr. Hicks' response, absolutely. For there to have been a demonstration on Chris Stevens' front door and him not to have reported it is unbelievable, Mr. Hicks said. He said, secondly, if it had been reported, he would have been out the back door within minutes and there was a back gate. Everything points to a terrorist attack. We just heard from Mr. Pompeo about the long history of terrorist incidents, terrorist violence in the country. And yet five days later, Susan Rice goes on five TV shows and she says this. Benghazi was a spontaneous reaction as a consequence of a video. A statement we all know is false. But don't take my word for it. Here's what others have said. Rice was off the reservation, off the reservation on five networks, White House worried about the politics. Republicans didn't make those statements. They were made by the people who work for you in the Near Eastern Affairs Bureau, the actual experts on Libya in the State Department. So, if there's no evidence for a video-inspired protest, then where'd the false narrative start? Started with you, Madam Secretary. At 10.08, on the night of the attack, you released this statement. Some have sought to justify the vicious behavior as a response to inflammatory material posted on the internet. At 10.08, with no evidence, at 10.08, before the attack is over, at 10.08, when Tyrone Woods and Glenn Doherty are still on the roof of the annex fighting for their lives, the official statement of the State Department blames a video. Why? During the day on September 11th, as you did mention, Congressman, there was a very large uh, protest against our embassy in Cairo. Protesters breached the walls. They tore down the uh, American flag. Uh, and it was of grave concern to us because the inflammatory video had been shown on Egyptian television, which has a broader uh, reach than just inside Egypt. And if All right, hold it there, hold it there. So I, I will review when we come back. This is truly important for you to understand what happened here. The networks, the media generally, they will not focus on this at all. They will tell you she did a great job. And tactically, she did a great job. She didn't do an honest job on the single most important question, perhaps, that could be asked and probably is the single most important question. That was what it was. It was a deception. It was to make people believe what they knew not to be so. How do we know? Well, as you heard from the congressman presenting the questions to Mrs. Clinton, she herself, she herself had sent an email to her daughter saying that it was an, a, an act of terror by an Al-Qaeda-like group. Not it appeared to be but, but that it was. All right, we continue. So if you have this, it, it, it's an amazing thing. Two of our officers were killed in Benghazi by an Al-Qaeda-like group. 
That's the email. That was at 11.12 the night of the attack. All right? Uh, now, uh, and, and then she went and told the world and had her spokespeople tell the world that it was about a video. In order to protect the president, Kimberly Strassel points out a very important thing. In early September 2012, at the Democratic National Convention, so that's just a few days before the attack, Vice President Joe Biden summarized to thunderous applause the administration's re-election pitch. Osama bin Laden is dead, and General Motors is alive. Translation, the president had revived the economy even as he had put, quote, Al-Qaeda on the run, unquote, as Mr. Obama put it. Five days later, four Americans in Benghazi were dead. It appeared the White House had slept through a terror attack on the anniversary of 9-11. The administration immediately presented the attack as a spontaneous mob backlash to an anti-Muslim YouTube video. At 10.30, the night of the attack, Mrs. Clinton issued a statement about the violence, blaming the video. She repeated the charge in a speech the next day. President Obama gave his own speech that day, referring to the video and refusing to use the word, the word terrorism. The next day, Mrs. Clinton mentioned the video twice more. In the meantime, she had said at 11.12, after issuing the statement at 10.30, so 42 minutes later, she writes the, uh, to her daughter, that's part of the reason emails are important, Two of our officers were killed in Benghazi by an Al-Qaeda-like group. So she's asked all of this, and there's no answer. There's just words. Continue, please. Uh, Reach than just inside Egypt. And if you look at what I said, I referred to the video that night in a very specific way. I said some have sought to justify the attack because of the video. I use those words deliberately, not to ascribe a motive to every attacker, but as a warning to those across the region uh, that uh, there was no justification for further attacks. And in fact, uh, during the course of that week, uh, we had many attacks. Wait, wait, hold on there, hold on there. It it, it It doesn't mean anything. She, she issued the statement as a warning to others who might want to demonstrate at an American embassy. It, it, it doesn't mean anything. You mean, you mean demonstrators in the Arab world who have, are aware of this video, theoretically aware or really aware, will hear the Secretary of State of the United States say you shouldn't ascribe it doesn't it oh they're all words they're all words and unless you keep interrupting it's impossible to reveal to the american people just how deceptive the words are how inconsequential deceptive it's 
very disturbing, but there's nothing you can do really without interrupting her regularly. What should have been done, I think Rich Lowry at the National Review points this out, is you just go step by step. Is it true? Let, let, us, let us see where we agree, Mrs. Clinton, or Madam Secretary. Is it true that the attack took place at this hour, that you issued this statement at this hour, and that you sent an email saying the opposite of your statement at this hour? That's the way I think you have to do it step by step so that you allow as little time for some generalized statements as possible. Go on, please. Uh, During the course of that week, uh, we had many attacks that were all about the video. We had people breaching the walls of our embassies in Tunis and Khartoum. We had people, thankfully not Americans, dying at um, protests. See, but this that's has what nothing to do with on. anything. Okay, go on. After the attack on the uh, facility in, in Benghazi, you mentioned Cairo. It was interesting what else Miss uh, Newland said that day. She said, uh, if pressed by the press, if there's a connection between Cairo and Benghazi, she said this, there's no connection between the two. So here's what troubles me. Your experts knew the truth. Your spokesperson knew the truth. Greg Hicks knew the truth. But what troubles me more is I think you knew the truth. I want to show you a few things here. You're looking at an email you sent to your family. Here's what you said. At 11 o'clock that night, approximately one hour after you told the American people it was a video, you say to your family, two officers were killed today in Benghazi by an Al-Qaeda-like group. You tell... You tell the American people one thing, you tell your family an entirely different story. Also, on the night all of the right, attack... All right, that's the key. That, that's, what's the answer, Madam Secretary? What's the answer to that? Don't tell us what happened in Khartoum. What is the answer to that? Why you told the American people X, and you told your family within 42 minutes the opposite of X. Please, like to know the answer to that. But uh, for all the media, she just did a great job, politically inspired hearings. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 